Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Yo. Greg, what is good, man? What, what's going on, man? What's going on, people? You know, still a little heated by this. Uh, talking about Deontay Johnson not catching the ball again. It sounds like he dropped just dropped another one, it feels like. But other than that, you know, fantasy playoffs is going. Uh, I, I feel like I just need, you know, Jarvis Landry to give me 5.6 points tonight. And I'm feeling good after that. I get to the semis in that. Uh, I got to the semis in another league. But, uh, uh, you know, other than that, it's been up and down week. Um, some some studs and then some jags, of course, letting you down in this fantasy first round. Yeah, man. And my birthday wish for you did come true. You were eliminated from the League of Extraordinary People, <laughs> our, our league of records. So, uh, you know, happy birthday, Greg. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm also... You know, knock on wood. I'm, I'm, I've, I've got a, a decent lead on in our dynasty league. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Hopefully, I can keep that one up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, just you know, Jarvis Landry can't have that big of a day. Right. Have the five point six, but you know, Shelter Richardson, no, no defensive touchdowns. Right, 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 right. Sack, right. sack strip, <laughs> defensive touchdown, none of that stuff. Um, but yeah, so uh, like you said, up and down week. You know, I hey, I'm. Tilton right now. You talked about Deontay Johnson. You want to get me to tilt on this podcast right here, right now. You bring up Deontay That's a Johnson fact, man. bench mid game. But <laughs> we will cover that in this recap. Um, oh, wait. Sorry. I dropped my show notes. Um, anyways, moving on to this recap of the week 14, uh, round one of the fantasy playoffs. Uh, rounding out our, uh, our starting with the quarterback position, as we always do every week. The QB won on the week, man. Aaron Rodgers, man. My man is continuing to stay hot. Yes, sir. 30.9 fantasy points, 26 of 33, 290 passing yards, three touchdowns. We even got to see vintage Aaron Rodgers in this one. 13 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown here. Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Aaron Rodgers, man? Oh, uh, man, continuing to be on fire in uh, his MVP campaign. I mean, it's pretty much him or, or Patty right now uh, for that one-two uh, in this MVP race. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been everything you need this <laughs> fantasy season. Uh, back to that elite QB1 we wanted to see. Uh, and just, you know, one in the conversation is, you know, best quarterback right now uh, in, in the league uh, next to Patty. So he, he's back right, for 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 now, and hopefully he can uh, get it done, uh, keep, keep it going, and keep throwing touchdowns to Devontae Adams. Yeah, that that last part very important here, uh, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers continuing to get it done, man. Uh, as a as a bona fide QB one this year in fantasy, um, yeah, I mean, he, if you took the shot on Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, kudos to you, and mm-hmm. it's just paid off, man. This because he's he's just been rocking and uh, rolling for you all season long. Um, the QB two on the week, man, and this one was probably out of necessity here. Uh, Tua Tonga Vailoa, twenty eight point zero four fantasy points in standard quarterback scoring, twenty eight of forty eight, three hundred and sixteen yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Did add twenty four rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Tua? Um, yeah, this was a great performance from Tua. Great performance from the Miami Dolphins team in general, and still in the loss. Uh, it shows you probably how good Kansas City really is. Um, but Tua doing well. Um, you know, probably you know best game so far, uh, fantasy wise and stats wise for sure. Um, so yeah, it'd be you know uh, probably I don't know if I can like keep depending on this uh, for the towards the end of the season for fantasy playoffs, the sem- fantasy semis. But this is a good uh, performance here. Hey, man, I think this is more shows how good the Dolphins are, man. Down to their third yeah. string, yeah. fourth string running back, man. I mean, 
Uh, and hey, if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays in this game, who knows? The the range of outcomes there could have been endless. But That's true. Uh, yeah, not nah. <laughs> Tua. <laughs> Tua definitely showing out in this game here. Uh, I mean, like I said, this was out of necessity. Forty eight pass attempts here. I don't think the Dolphins came into this game saying they wanted Tua to throw it forty eight times. So, um, you know, we'll take it for sure. Uh, the QB three on the week though, man. I, there I, you go. I you called it, it man. Week, man. Yes, I don't know. yes, sir. He said it. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> I just had this feeling. But Derek Carr, man, 25.84 fantasy points, 31 of 45, 316 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 12 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Derek Carr, man? Yeah, Derek Carr, you know, definitely, you know, doing what he has to do, playing well. Uh, I mean, he's been playing well majority of the season. Uh, Got to give him that. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, if you're going to be able to to roll him out there next week for the, the semis, you know, I think uh, he's got to be an option. Um, and just hopefully it's not like kind of those things. Not everyone's back on him. And that's when he, you know, fails you. Yeah, I guess the Chargers next week. Uh, so, you know, that's a it's an OK matchup. It's not great. It's not terrible. Right. Um, but, you know, this one, I think. uh yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, he actually didn't play particularly well in this game. I mean, had three turn or no, two turnovers on the interceptions, um, but was pretty much in, com- in, in catch-up mode for most of this game uh, as, you know, the defense got decimated essentially by, uh, you know, the running game and, and, the, and the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts there. But uh, actually, the defensive coordinator for, for the Raiders got fired today, Paul Gunther, relieved of his duties but uh yeah i mean Derek carr having to get into a shootout with old man philip rivers uh that's the only way he philip rivers knows how to do it these days so um one thing he did take with him from the chargers um but rounding out the top 12 quarterbacks on the week man q drew lock man qb4 uh mitch trubisky the qb5 uh russell wilson the qb6 patrick mahomes the qb7 teddy bridgewater the qb8 Taysom Hill, the QB9, uh, Josh Allen, the QB10, Jalen Hurts, the QB11, and then Kyler Murray, man, the QB12. Uh, some honorable mentions, Phillip Rivers, um, and then Kirk Cousins. Um, but, Greg, what would you make of these uh, these quarterback performances, these stud quarterback performances on the week, man? Yeah, great day from uh, Mitchell Trubisky. You know, he came through uh, for you, um, stream of the week for you, so that was uh, – pretty good call and he you know he played uh best game he did in a while um you know good to see bridgewater in here as well uh he's been back and still very consistent um streaming quarterback of the year uh and yeah jalen hurts obviously uh definitely a great day from him uh didn't i said that you know i didn't expect a Taysom hill like day and he basically gave you a Taysom hill like day uh and hopefully just doug peterson uh, continues to roll him out there. I mean, he said today he's still thinking about it. I, again, uh, these coaches out here thinking about these oh, decisions. Oh no, they, he said he, there was a report. He's 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 uh, confirmed the start. Oh, okay, for, okay, okay, uh, okay. Good. Four, four week fifteen All right. against Arizona. So feel confident rolling him out there. Like yes, we, like we were saying, we weren't uberly confident to roll him out there. You know, in his first start, um, especially against the New Orleans Saints defense. Right. But, um, you know, he he. He definitely, you know, obviously a top 12 finish here, um, got that done here. So, uh, you know, if you are, I'm confident rolling them out here these next two weeks. Yeah, they got Arizona next week. So, um, yes, I think. Dallas the week after. Like, there's no way I'm having any qualms about putting Jalen Hurts in. I mean, if you told me that he was going to carry the ball 18 times uh, like he did, before the game I would have started him and I would have told you yep. to start him. So yep. um you know, this is what you want. Um yeah, I mean Teddy Bridgewater man, like like you were saying, he's been he's been bringing some uh you know, a, a floor with him every week. I mean he got another rushing touchdown here. Mm-hmm. Uh we were talking in the off season about Teddy Bridgewater and, and his his mobility and how he does have this mobility but he's he he never really ran the ball um, I was listening to Ian Hartitt's podcast, and he was saying Teddy Bridgewater had uh, 33 rushing yards in his whole entire uh, career in New Orleans, and he had 31 rushing yards on Sunday. So that just goes to show you, uh, you know, the change, and that again, that adds a floor to yeah. 
to uh, Teddy Bridgewater. To the floor that he already uh, has. <laughs> exactly, right? So, um, you know, QB8, man, on the on the week. Uh, he's, you know, not he's not in the top 12 of quarterbacks, uh, but he's definitely on that QB2 line. Like, like you were saying, if you needed a streamer and you went to Teddy Bridgewater, he he didn't kill you Um you know all 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 that much. Nope. So, um, and then we got to get to the Jags, man. And then so on this Jags list, um, I'm definitely gonna throw out my start of the week, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, was you know uh, the victim of some drops here oh, man. by some, uh, Deontay Johnson among uh, some other guys on the team as well, but. That all that game was just weird. Uh, I think everybody was was banking on this game hitting the over of of the f- original forty six and a half, um, and yeah, I mean, didn't get the the high paced scoring like we thought we'd get. And then Tom Brady, man, um, coming out the bye, uh, thinking that you know Tom Brady might even you know might be potentially start of the week worthy here. Uh, against Minnesota, and, and he didn't come through. Um, are you concerned about Tom Brady specifically headed into this uh, this playoff run? Oh, absolutely, because, I mean, I thought Tom Brady was, you know, going to overcome his playoff woes, fantasy playoff woes. He's historically not a guy to do well around this time, week 14, 15, 16. So uh, if he can't do it now, yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm not going to go back. Yeah, I mean, I would pick up Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> Um, especially, you know, around this playoff time, especially as, you know, we talk about the, you know, this weather, um, and you know, the weather starts being a concern that affects the passing game a little bit. Right. Yep. Uh, especially as you get these, these wins. So if you can get a guy like Jalen Hurts off the waiver wire right now, uh, yeah, Phillip Rivers, I mean, he plays in a dome, but a guy like specifically like Jalen Hurts who has this mobility, Right, if you're able to get a guy like that right now, because we know what that would cost in a draft, right? Like, look where Lamar Jackson was going. You know, look at what you got to pay to get to a Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts is essentially free here. Yep, uh, he's essentially what Taysom Hill has been the last few weeks. Yep, um, and so if you can get that to be your starting quarterback in the playoffs, um, you know, that's just if you were streaming and now you get Jalen Hurts, that just you know, adds a whole nother dynamic to your team that is hard to get at this point in the season. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, moving on to these. Are anybody else at the Jag? Uh, uh, oh, Cam Newton, of course. We talked about him on oh, Thursday, yeah. but just reiterate his name for the people out there and then for so Greg can feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, man, moving on to these running backs, man. I know this will make you slightly happy, right? Oh, yeah, Derek of course. Derek Henry. It's time. The RV1 on the week, man. December 35.2. December Derek. <laughs> December Derek, man. <laughs> um, uh, 35.2 fantasy points and half PPR scoring. 26 carries, 215 rushing yards, two touchdowns. And like you like, as you always like it, Greg, two receptions for seven. There yards. you go. As well as that one or two, I love it right there. <laughs> That's the most impressive <laughs> thing. Uh, so yeah, Derek Henry, man, continuing to thrive uh, and keep getting better, uh, and just let you know again, week fourteen. This is what he does. Like against Jacksonville, this is what he does. Like this is um. So he continues next week. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who he plays. It's fantasy playoff time, and Derek Henry knows it. I feel like at this point. I mean, you say that it doesn't matter who he plays, Greg, but <laughs> if you are the one seed and you're waiting for the six seed right now or you're the two seed waiting for this five seed um, or however your playoff tournament is, is getting, but you have you were waiting on by and you got Derrick Henry coming and you're like, oh, well, you know, who do they play next week? Well, it's Detroit. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, that just, that's the genuine reaction I've got. Uh, that's literally the best matchup you can get so oh man good luck that's all i know good luck. hopefully the one seed and the two seed are the ones with derrick henry so that's that's all i gotta say yeah i mean this was the reason why we were telling you all to go trade for derrick henry yep. because of this schedule where he gets he well, obviously just got out of jacksonville now we get detroit then we get green bay Whew. and then for all my people that play in week 17 houston Whew. oh oh man 
<laughs> I know Greg. That's that sound is Greg realizing what he's missing out on. From, yeah, uh, me not getting to the final. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, don't worry, Greg. Uh, if Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews don't combine for thirty point seven six full PPR points tonight, I will be with you on that list of Derrick Henry teams to not make the playoffs this week. So, yeah, fantasy is a cruel, cruel game. Um, it is. Also on that amazing team that I have with Derrick Henry is the RB2 on the week, Jonathan Taylor, my running back star of the week, 29.5 fantasy points, half PPR scoring, 20 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns. That can't be right. It was 150 yards and two touchdowns, two ca- two catches for 15 yards. Uh, so, Greg, what would you make of this performance here? By JT, man. Yeah, JT closing for you guys. I mean, for fantasy managers out there and just in general, uh, which is which is dope. Again, like I said, it's how, how you finish. So this could propel him for definitely next year's drafts uh, and also just, you know, justify why people drafted him so early. If, uh, you know, he's he's, he's closing. Uh, they had a tough stretch throughout the year, but getting people through the fantasy playoffs is something that will put a good stain on people. Yeah, man, definitely. I mean, uh, for those people that maybe, and this is why we say you got to listen, right? For those people that maybe, um, or not just listen, but pay attention, but, you know, those people that maybe didn't make, the, they were out of playoff contention by week eight, week nine. With JT. Uh, <laughs> you know, with JT, right? Like, they're not going to know about this stretch right here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where the last, in three, you know, he's he's played three games in the last four weeks, obviously missed that one game with uh, as a close contact for COVID. But he was the RB13 and then the RB3 and now the RB2 mm-hmm. uh, taking, uh, taking definitely taking advantage of these matchups. And then, you know what? It was bad for a while with JT, uh, but it wasn't all too bad. I mean, he's got one, two, four games where he's, where he's scored single digits. But outside of that, I mean, every other game, it's over 11.9 half PPR points. I, I think what people were missing is that we were looking for this top five upside from JT. Um, yep. you know, and we just haven't been getting that, yep. and, and no, but he's, the, he's the RB 17 on the year. Um, uh, you know, like you said, coming through the, these last couple weeks. So hopefully against Houston next week, uh, nice. he closes out Pittsburgh in week in, in championship week. So that's maybe a little bit tough, but hopefully he can close it out for us these next couple weeks. Yeah. With, uh, Pittsburgh, all these injuries on their linebacker core, I mean, Zach Moss is able to find some holes. So I think he could do it. Yeah, it's just going to be, again, be a matter of touches because Naeem Hines yeah, is yeah. very much still involved in this offense uh, as much as some of us may not want him to be, but he is very much still involved. So, uh, But 20 carries, 151 yards, uh, that's definitely what we would call a, a breakout performance here for Jonathan Taylor. Um, the running back three on the week, and Finally. kudos to you if you had the, the <laughs> guts to start him. Hey, hey, don't disrespect the man. I mean... <laughs> Uh, finally recently right i mean recently uh you know miles sanders 27.6 fantasy points 14 carries 115 yards two rushing touchdowns did add four catches for 21 yards and a rec- uh did not have a receiving touchdown but four catches for 21 yards uh greg what'd you make of this performance here by uh recently disrespected miles sanders i'm just yeah i'm, I'm hype he got over 15 touches uh that's definitely a good sign there um, hopefully you can continue to get that touch number, especially with Jalen Hurts now at the helm. Um, maybe it might take away some of those carries because he got 18 himself, Jalen Hurts. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully it could just be a one-two punch with him and him and Miles. Yeah, man. I mean, like we always say with these running quarterbacks, they might they may take away some of the volume from these quarterbacks, but they do help increase that efficiency, right? Uh, because again, it becomes a numbers game. You're running 11 on 11 as opposed to 10 on 11 um, from offensive versus defensive perspective, and you know that backside, uh, that backside defender. Now they can't they can't uh, crash down the line of scrimmage because they've got to account for the quarterback, uh, the quarterback run in the read option game. So Miles Sanders here averaging eight carries in this uh, eight yards per attempt in this game. Uh, like we said, get into that 18 touch number, which last week. It was 10 touches the week before that. It was eight. Like, there, there should be no world where Miles Sanders is getting less than 10 touches. Yep. There should be no world in this in 2020 on this Eagles offense and the state of this team yep. where that exists. And, and unfortunately, it did. 
But, hey, hopefully we're back to it. Get to Arizona and Dallas next week. Again, beautiful matchups on the schedule here. So I'm comfortable firing up Miles Sanders if you made the playoffs. If you made the playoffs, if you if you didn't bench Miles Sanders, I'm comfortable firing him up and uh, in, in getting me to the championship. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the RB4 on the week, man, got the pixie dust back. Two rushing touchdowns to help do it to you. Mike Davis, man. And then the RB5, Greg, we had to adjust your your, your start of the week, man. Miles Gaskin ends up getting COVID uh, on Saturday or, you know, added to the COVID list on Saturday night after we had already recorded. So, David Montgomery, your start of the week, your sub-in start of the week, uh, start of the week from last week, comes in as the RB5. Uh, and then the RB6, Cam Akers. The RB7, Austin Eckler. The RB8, Alvin Kamara. The RB9, Dalvin Cook. The RB10, Chris Carson. The RB11, Kenyon Drake. And the RB12, man, Ronald Jones. So, uh, you know, some honorable mentions, DeAndre Swift, uh, Tony Pollard, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But, Greg, what would you make of uh, these these uh, stud RB performances here this week, man? Yeah, it was it was definitely nice with David Montgomery again back-to-back weeks uh, in the top, top you know, RB1 performance. Again, giving you great value back, uh, Cam Makers. Uh, you know, from early in, on Thursday, dominating. Um, you know, nice names, Eckler and Kamara being in there. And, you know, I think a lot of the, the big names came through, pretty much except Aaron Jones. But, yeah, the, all those guys uh, finishing top 12. Yeah, man, I mean, uh, usual suspects here. I mean, obviously, some guys didn't come through for you. Like, like you said, Aaron Jones. Uh, I mean, now we're transitioning into the uh, – the Jags segment here, but, um, well, actually, before we go on to the Jags, Kenyon Drake, man, uh, you know, looking, he looked good on Sunday, actually, mm-hmm. against the Giants, um, you know, gets Philly next week, uh, forget who Arizona plays the week after, but I think we're, you know, we're back to being able to fire up Kenyon Drake, uh, as an, as an, at least a, a RB2 every, uh, you know, every week, um, with that RB1 upside, but, Moving on to these Jags on the week, these just the guys, uh, guys you could have gone to the waiver wire and probably found more serviceable people than. You could have started uh, Kyle Juszczyk this week, and you probably would have been okay uh, over some of these guys. But uh, Aaron Jones, like you mentioned, uh, I think that's maybe some touchdown variance there, man. I mean, yeah, for him to get 8.1 and half PPR scoring, 8.7, whatever it was, and Aaron Rodgers goes off for four touchdowns, three passing, one rushing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just um, yeah the off- offense, you know, one week. I'm not worried about Aaron Jones. Not never, man. Um, Wayne Gallman, I that one's tough. That whole Giants offense was, oh, man, that was kind horrible. of horrible. I didn't even want to watch that again. That, that looked like, the, yeah, the early Giants offense, early in the weeks. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones not having his mobility, I think that's, you know, that really hindered him in this one because that is a huge part of his game um, in terms of his ability to move and, and, and get guys open and extend drives and things of that nature. So, yeah, they had turnovers um, too. Deion Lewis fumbling and a couple other, and I think another fumble too. So some drive stoppers didn't help. Oh man! So second place, New York Giants. Oh, man. Sorry, did I did I address them? Oh man! <laughs> now you're, I'm just hoping, <laughs> just hoping we get the same record as Washington because we have the tiebreaker on them. So I, I'm I'm banking on that. But what if uh, what about you know Philly man? They can make this run with Jalen Hurts, right? They could, yeah, they 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 could. But they're you know a game back. They do have the tie in their back pocket too, uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the split with them, so um, you know I'm not as worried. Uh, you know, Dallas, too, got a shot, too. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> we might not know this thing until week 17. Oh, I definitely mean, not. Get... Definitely not. <clears throat> okay, this will be this will be interesting. Um, all right, man. So, wait. So, does this mean that week 17 will be having to play, like, if you play in the playoffs, it'll be, like, you'll be targeting NFC East teams? Uh, yeah, because they'll be playing all their starters. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, how good all those starters are, like, <laughs> like their best, the best player in the division is the IDP player. So like, <laughs> we're not gonna go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, go Jalen Hurts. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, then there's also the fact that, 
Oh, with the NFC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't get oh, too no, excited. That's what it was. It was the it was the fact that uh, Kansas City and Pittsburgh they have to play till ah, the final. Season, that is true. Much till the final. That is true. Season, they will. Yes, they're fighting for that bye. Yes, that's good. Thank you. Uh, like, I'm for excited. All you week seventeen there you people. Go. Yeah, all you week seventeen people, you're gonna be all right. Yeah, you got Patty for week seventeen. Yeah. That's nice. Patty, you gonna have uh, uh, you know, Big Ben. Hopefully, Deontay has stopped dropping the ball by then. Yep. It'll be you know. Good mix of uh, good mix of players in yeah. that game. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Let's let's get to the the rest of these Jags, man. Uh, Josh Jacobs, though, this one is funny, because Josh Jacobs, obviously, he was my bust coming into the year, um, and he's he's been you know pretty much what what we said he would be, which is when the Raiders are winning, he'll you know be a huge part of the reason why, and he'll get you, uh, you know, he'll have a great fantasy day. But when the Raiders are losing, he's going to have a terrible fantasy day like he did here, 49 yards rushing on 13 carries. But what happened before the game was interesting. Uh, Josh Jacobs, um, before the game, he was ruled active that he was going to play. Before the game, goes out on Instagram, uh, goes on his story and posts that he will not be playing. Uh, And then he's like, you know, laughing emojis, and he's like, oh, well, some fantasy owners are going to be mad, and and then he goes, oh, well, and then, you know, one finger salute to fantasy, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, Adam Schefter's retweeting this, like, Ian Rappaport, everybody's basically retweeting what, you know, Josh Jacobs is saying, but then before the game, Reporters are saying that Josh Jacobs is in his usual, you know, during the warmups, you know, the teams, they're running through their plays and stuff. Josh Jacobs was in his usual role as a starter. So it seems like Josh Jacobs was trolling us. Um, but really, the, the Josh Jacobs trolled you when you put him into your lineup because he ends up on the Jag list here, Greg. So what do you make about Josh Jacobs? Yeah, and man. This uh, whole story. Ulterior motive maybe to like, you know, force you to start him. And then, yeah, then he screwed you that way. So maybe that's how... Uh, yeah, <laughs> he wanted it. So, uh, but yeah, definitely part of product of the game script. Um, yeah, Indy put it on Oakland so much that I mean Las Vegas so much that they had to fire the DC right after. So that's yeah, it was it wasn't good for him. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Giovanni Bernard, um, DeAndre Washington, Todd Gurley, James Connor, um. Any of these guys, I mean, well, you know, we had Gio Bernard as a as a snip snip, so you know, you know, he's not, yeah, he was he before the yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, but some people probably played him. True, that's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, we had Todd Gurley as a sell candidate for since week five, but people were still rostering him and still playing him every week. So yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, what are we doing with these guys? Because Moster and Zeke, I think. Those guys, you're, you're willing to just suck it up, put them in the lineup, and take what you get unless you can get another option, right? Like like with Moster, I think he'll eventually come back. You know, we'll get back to that previous uh, production that we were getting before. With Zeke, though, it's kind of just, you know, Zeke is you very just scary. have to suck it up and take what. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, I, I mean, it's scary for sure. Yeah, it is scary. I mean, would you rather stream wide receivers at this point than play Zeke? Yeah, yeah, like T.Y., uh, I don't know, the Russell Gage, uh, MVS. But, I mean, because Tony Pollard basically got the same amount of touches as him. Uh, I mean, you know, they were Dallas was winning by a lot, but uh, it, it's coming on. Tony Pollard is getting um, more touches. Uh, it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens next week. Um, I mean, they're effective with him. So, I mean, Dallas wants to keep winning, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, man, I mean, it's definitely – yeah, I think. I mean, um, yeah, I'm with you. Wide get get some wide receivers to just stream. <laughs> you just go find a wide receiver like in a really good matchup. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's definitely possible um, every week. I mean, every week because at this point, right? Like you're hoping for ten points from Zeke. Yeah, yeah. You're just hoping you can get to ten points, and I like I said, you know, last week I'm not in the you know in the playoffs right now. I'm not trying to hope. I'm just I'm I'm trying to win. Trying to get these chips. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I would I would look elsewhere. But the rest of these guys, uh, Todd Gurley, James Conner, 
Giovanni Bernard. I mean, I'm willing to cut off, cut off yeah. three. Yeah, you're not uh, playing those guys. Not next week for sure. Right? No. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Uh, so I would be. I mean, maybe I would. Maybe I would hold Connor in the event that something changes. But even then, like. I'm still Even moving then, forward with like JD just, McKissick over all those guys. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. JD McKissick over all these guys. I mean, Antonio Gibson probably won't be here. For, you know, we're not probably not, not going to have him for the rest of the season. So Antonio Gip, or you know JD McKissick makes a ton of sense to have over any of these guys. Yeah. Because you're not going to like in the playoffs. If you're not going to play, if if these guys aren't going to like, ask yourselves two questions: Am I going to start this player? Question number one: Am I going to start this player? Right. Question number two. Does this player help somebody else? Right. And I, I would I would pray that my playoff opponent picks up Todd Gurley and starts them against <laughs> Like Word. I would pray that that Word. I would pray that they pick up James Conner. Like, oh James Conner against Cincinnati, that looks like a great matchup. Like, let me pick up James Conner. Please start him against me. Yeah. Okay. All right, now that we know we're there, yeah. <laughs> move on, let's move on to these wide receivers, man. <laughs> let's move on to these wide receivers. Uh, wide receiver one on the week, man. Didn't even need to catch the ball that many times. Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, twenty four point six fantasy points, three catches, seventy nine yards, one touchdown. Also got thirty two rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Greg, what did you make of Tyreek Hill? Yeah, we, we were just looking off this week. We were looking at his stats before. He um he could get close to twenty total touchdowns this year uh, with his returning game too. Uh, impact uh, this man is amazing. Um, you know if you know quarterback wasn't such a dominant uh, like position as far as you know MVP voting, he's got to be up there as far as uh you know a non quarterback player to do what he's got to do. He's he's been balling this year. Yeah, man, sixteen total touchdowns on the year, like you said. Uh, 14 receiving, two rushing. Um, Tyreek Hill has just been absolutely killing, and and he's been consistent yep. week in and week out yep. for you. I mean, I think outside of like one or two weeks where he didn't come through for you, he's basically been uh, he's he's been an every week starter for you. You know, an every week wide receiver, wide receiver one uh, with that number one wide receiver upside. Um, but you know, yeah, he's only got. Three finishes outside the top twenty, uh, only one, two finishes outside the top twenty-four. So uh, every week, man, he's been he's been basically solid for you. Only one one single-digit outing, like that's not the Tyreek Hill we used to. Word, man, crazy. So it's uh, beautiful to see. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, the wide receiver one in total points. He's the wide receiver two in points per game. Um. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal season here by Tyreek Hill. The wide receiver, two on the week, man. And boy, were we wrong about this guy, man. Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. 24.1 fantasy points, 10 catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. I say we were wrong because in the preseason, I remember we did a a poll. Uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, ADP game, Stephon Diggs versus Keenan Allen, and we trashed both of them at their respective ADPs. And then we even came around to Keenan Allen. But we still didn't come around to Stefan Diggs. And I blame myself. Uh, I blame, I know for me it was just purely out of, I did not respect Josh Allen as a passer. <laughs> and I never thought that he would get to that level. I mean, obviously I, I've been wrong about Josh Allen. And I've said that before and I'll continue to say it again. I never thought that he would be able to be the passer that he's become. But the fact that, uh, Stefan Diggs has benefited so much from that, uh, and you know, you know, he's seeing volume that we were never seeing when he was in in uh, in Minnesota. Oh yeah, absolutely. First guy to get to 100 receptions. They mentioned that last night, um, right in the NFL <laughs> so far. So yeah, he's gonna keep going, and with Josh Allen playing, like the year after the next year, he's he's gonna be a 100 reception guy. I mean, yeah, when when Josh Allen looks, you know, drops back and only sees yep. one guy. Yep. Stefan Diggs. Yep. Uh yeah, hundred catches is is not out of the realm of possibility here for for Mr. Stefan Diggs. I mean he's just so good. I mean Yeah man. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. Josh Allen forces it to double coverage. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean 
but it's just crazy. I mean, a seventy a seventy five percent catch rate almost like. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah, you know, it's amazing. It's like Michael Thomas catch rate right there uh, with the amount of targets he's getting. Yeah, short, intermediate. He's he's the guy for them, the the ball mover for them because they don't really run the ball effectively. No, they don't run the ball. It's just him. Um, you know, he's got seven seven games with with over ten targets. He's got four uh four games with ten receptions. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Dude is absolutely killing. Um. But the wide receiver three on the week, man, somebody who I can't believe I lost to T.Y. bet, but T.Y. Hilton, 23.1 fantasy mm-hmm. points and half <laughs> yard scoring, five catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns. You know, the part that made me upset was he basically had almost the same stat line as Michael Pittman. Uh, I mean, he had more yards, obviously, uh, but then has two touchdowns as well. So uh, it's kind of upsetting there. But, Greg, what would you make of this performance here? By Ty, who was about to lead people to the playoffs. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, championships. Yeah, I to, you know, told you guys go get uh, him last week for the waiver. He's definitely over that percentage now. He he's back. He's closing the season well. Uh, I think you got to continue to roll him out there. They got Houston next week. Um, very favorable matchup for wide receivers. Um, no corner. So yeah, keep rolling out Ty. Yeah, man. Definitely got to roll him out there. Um, these matchups are definitely very favorable. Uh, the wide rec- rounding out the top twelve wide receivers, man. Uh, wide receiver four on the week: Allen Robinson. The wide receiver five: Calvin Ridley. The wide receiver six: KJ Hamler. The wide receiver seven: Devonte Adams. Wide receiver eight: AJ Brown. The wide receiver nine: Nelson Aguilar. The wide receiver ten: DeAndre Hopkins. The wide receiver eleven: and uh, Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling. And the wide receiver twelve: Brandon Ayuk. Rounding out this top, uh, you know, the, these honorable mentions, though, uh, just throw out a couple, a few. Uh, Ke- Russell Gage, Keenan Cole, or Keelan Cole, Keenan Allen, uh, AJ Green, DK Metcalf. I'm sure there's many more, but Greg, what'd you make of these uh, wide receiver performances? Yeah, um, definitely D Hop coming through, uh, really much, uh, you know, doing what he has to do against Bradbury. Probably uh, basically won that matchup with him. AJ Brown would probably the, the catch of the you know one of the catch of the weeks uh, oh with that one handed catch um, you know definitely on the offensive end um, and yeah it's just Calvin really back in there Island Robinson uh, killing uh, against Houston so you know Ty is gonna do well next week but yeah uh, it's been a good performance and oh shout out to Brandon Ayuk man it's just every week consistently he's been a very strong wide receiver too this year yeah man Ayuk is somebody that. Uh, a lot has been getting a lot of love on Twitter today, and I love to see it, man. Because I I proclaim myself, uh, and I I will I will invite anyone on this podcast to challenge me on it. I was the original Ayuk truther, yes sir. Uh, as Greg, <laughs> Greg, you can vouch for me here. Um, but Brandon Ayuk, man, to see him uh, really coming through. I mean, yeah, with Debo, and now Debo's hurt I too. Didn't think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't think that he would. Uh, get to this level of production that he's you know that he's gotten in year one um but you know no Kittle no Debo Samuel that obviously has you know plays some role in it for sure but um you know I'm just excited about 2021 oh yeah this guy. oh yeah he's here to stay he's <laughs> definitely here to stay um yeah and all you gotta do is you know keep staying healthy as everyone and he'll be fine yeah, man, that's I'm definitely excited about 2021 for for Brandon Ayuk. Um, yeah, AJ Brown, the catch of the year. Uh, KJ Hamler showing that speed again. I mean, if they could just get a quarterback in there, uh, it'd be you know be exciting. And then Cal- Calvin Ridley, man, his splits with without without uh, Julio Jones are crazy. Uh, I was going up against Calvin Ridley in in my playoff matchup. Uh, the one I'm tilting over, and I saw Julio Jones was out, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, more Calvin Ridley. And then I just start seeing the splits come up on Twitter because that's all everyone was talking about. And the splits with, without, you know, Julio Jones, uh, Calvin Ridley is locked in alpha at this point. Not Yeah, that that's what's up. I mean, you know, Julio is definitely going to be there for a little bit longer, but uh, after, after that, he should be, you know, at your – top like a top elite wide receiver one uh every year 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's a top elite wide receiver one right now. Um, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely got to be in the top twelve on the season on the yeah. year. But um, he's the wide receiver. He's the wide receiver ten in total points. He's the wide receiver five in points per game. Um, but Julio was. I mean, hopefully y'all are you know you are able to you know still sell him in a dynasty league. He was one of my sell candidates in the off season, um, which. We'll be doing again this offseason, by the way. So make sure you stick around for some dynasty stuff in the offseason with us at the F- Fancy Football Diagnostics podcast. But, uh, you know, Julio Jones, somebody I would definitely be trying to get rid of if in, in dynasty leagues if you haven't gotten rid of him already. Word. Um, now we got to move on to these Jags, man. And Cole Beasley, my start of the week, man, this one – did not come through just uh you know Stefan Diggs continuing to gobble up these targets uh and uh, the all the Bucks wide receivers you know every single one of them Mike Evans uh Chris Godwin um uh, Antonio Brown uh you know each one of these guys none of these guys came through uh Deontay Johnson mm-hmm. obviously we, we led we led off with him um you know, four catches for 40 yards. And if you watch that game, you would only know that there was so much more yardage and so much more catches left on the bone for Deontay Johnson. Yep. So much meat on that bone that Deontay just left. Um, the Chase Claypool, Robert. Oh, yeah, Robert I was going to say both the back Justin receivers Jefferson. too. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. just Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, Terry McLaurin, who's dealing with a quarterback carousel once again. Yeah. Uh, after uh, Alex Smith left with a calf strain. So, um, I guess the biggest question fantasy managers want to know, um, well, the, Deontay Johnson, we'll start there. Do you have the confidence in this playoff? Let's say you've advanced. Let's say you were on bye. You watch this unfold. Do you have the confidence next week to start Deontay Johnson against Cincinnati? Uh, so I'm one of those people that have Deontay Johnson <clears throat> in in the fantasy semifinals. Um, the people on my bench, I think, won't be able to provide. The best player I have on my bench will be Sammy Watkins, and I still don't think he – I mean, he's going to get targets. He'll catch the ball, um, but I don't you know. I, I think Deontay Johnson is <laughs> still a guy that is still going to be looked to. Even after he dropped the ball, Ben Roethlisberger threw it to him right again, like the next play. Like, yeah, I don't know. It seems Ben Roethlisberger seems to have short-term memory with it. Uh, Deontay Johnson just got to get over it. I think the target numbers still be there. I'm I'm still rolling them out there. Yeah, man. I mean, I have Deontay Johnson littered everywhere, so I pretty much have to make this choice in pretty much all of my leagues this week um, and the leagues where I advanced. And Deontay Johnson, among the other things that happened, didn't completely kill me. But um. I'm rolling them out there, man. I, yeah. Maybe I have. Maybe I had some trepidation about it during the game. I'm thinking about it, but um, you know they had confidence out. You know, after in you know if he doesn't come back in the game, we might have be having a completely different conversation right now. But the fact that he did come back into the game, and the fact that he was still continuing to see targets when he did come back, you know, still ends up. Dude sat out for a majority of the game and still was second on the team in target. Like, yeah, come on, like so. they 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 know he's <laughs> he's imperative to the offense and their success because you know, when he does catch the ball, he is, gets a lot of yards up the catch and he gets up the field and you know, those are the set him up for a second and five and and third and shorts. Like he he does it for them. So um, I just he just got to catch the ball. That's it. It's really simple. And just also acknowledging the fact that. They don't have a run game. No. It's non-existent. He is their run game. <laughs> him and Juju. He, him and Juju, <laughs> yeah. they're the run game. So, um, I'm continuing to roll Deontay out there. Like, I mean, if I have a DeAndre Swift or maybe a J.K. Dobbins and I'm able to flex one of these guys, like, you know, because I'm really strong at running back, maybe that's something that you could consider, but... I think when you think about Deontay Johnson going forward, I think you just consider this in the range of outcomes. Like, you know, we should have considered it going into yesterday, and it's okay, we didn't. But going forward, you know, until he shows us that, until he shows us, he shows the Steelers, he can consistently catch the football, 
this is in the range of outcomes for Deontay Johnson, and that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm forced to start him because you know I had I had good running back depth. I had Antonio Gibson and Miles Gaskin. They're pretty much gone for me, so I'm relying on Deontay. Man, he's got to come through. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely uh, did give you a uh, did give you a you know a slight chance in in our dynasty league because you know we do have you have Big Ben, I have Deontay, and. Uh, it's a point per completion league, in in addition to being a point per reception league. So, um, I was hoping to 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 cancel you out a little bit, but luckily it's irrelevant today. Yeah, I, I blame I do blame Deontay. I want him to catch the ball. I'd rather him have done that. I think as a whole, <laughs> that set the tempo for the whole offense of the Steelers. Big Ben would have done better <laughs> in general if he would have caught that first ball. Like that play really was important, yo. They. That whole drive, like. Oh, this is true. Actually, yeah. you know, you're you're kind of right because you know there's the you know the touchdown probability could could fall elsewhere, and now I'm losing out here. So I see your point. <laughs> um, but Terry McLaurin, what are you doing here? The quarterback situation, obviously, uh, Alex Smith dealing with a calf injury. Um, Dwayne Haskins did come in, looked terrible. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Greg, what are you doing with Terry McLaurin going forward? Yeah, it's tough for him. I mean, he's been almost a borderline one with all the horrible quarterback play, but I don't know if he can overcome this. Like, again, Dwayne Haskins is just so bad. Um, and, you know, it seems like you know they can give it to McKissick. They can throw to other guys too, Logan Thomas. Um, I think he's still in the flex conversation, but that's where it is for me. Yeah, I agree. He's a, He's in the flex conversation for me, and – so if I have other options, you know, like the options I was listening before, like a DeAndre Swift or a J.K. Dobbins or uh, one of these other guys who's guaranteed to get some volume here, uh, then I'm going to play those guys. But going up against Seattle, definitely enticing, but the Seattle defense has played better the last few weeks. Um, you know, so, I, yeah, it's definitely not something I'm excited to do for sure. Um, but moving on to the tight end position, Unless there's any wide receivers that I missed. Greg. Nah. Moving on to the uh, tight end position. The number one wide rec- number one tight end. I mean, I almost call him wide receiver because this man leads the league in receiving yards. Uh, not tight ends. The league. The entire league. All positions in receiving yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey. 23.6 fantasy points. Eight catches. 136 yards and a touchdown. And Trav, I appreciate you for putting up the same exact stat line that he put up last week because you saved me uh some some keyboard entries so really appreciate that travis kelsey uh thought that was pretty nuts that he had literally the same exact stat line eight catches 136 yards and a touchdown but greg what'd you make of this performance here by travis kelsey yeah and i have to thank him that he saves me words every time you talk about him as the tight end one he's the tight end one so he's gonna keep doing this and uh I I expect nothing less. Yeah, man, definitely expect nothing less. Um, did not want to be going against Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. Definitely wanted to leave that task up to somebody else in my leagues. Um, but the tight end two on the week, man, finally, man, we're getting it. But uh, did leave this game with a shoulder injury. But Mike Gusecki. 21 fantasy points, five catches, 65 yards, and two receiving touchdowns here, both from Tua. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Greg, what did you make of this performance here by Mike Gusecki? Yeah, no, I found it last week, found it this week with Tua. I mean, you know, if, if Tua's going to be the future or whoever, uh, if, I don't know, whoever's, if they go back to fit somehow, I don't know, next year. But, uh, you know, I think this intrigue is for, you know, a guy that we thought was going to break out, uh, didn't really do it middle of the season, but late season coming on, he's going to be a guy next year that I think could actually will actually break out. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I can get a discount on Mike Yeah, Gusecki. next year, yo, yeah, oh, he definitely, man. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tight end three on the week, man. Irv Smith Jr., hey, man, a Vikings tight end sits out. One gets to be the guy, and look what happens. Yep. Tight end three performance on the week. Uh, 14.3 fantasy points, six catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Greg, what'd you make of the performance here by Irv Smith? Yeah, he's been awesome. You know, do what he has to do in the last couple of weeks without Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I think if Kyle Rudolph's gonna continue to be out, he's got to be a good tight end streamer. Um, especially with you know his matchups coming. Definitely, man. Um, 
the tight end four, man, Mr. Consistency, yes, man, TJ Hawkinson. The tight end five, Robert Tunyon, considering to get it, Dunyon. Uh, <laughs> Foster Moreau, the tight end six. Uh, the tight end seven, Jared Cook. The tight end eight, Darren Waller. The tight end nine, Jeff Swain. The tight end 10, Jimmy Graham. The tight end 11, Nick Finette. And the tight end 12, Dan Arnold. And uh, obviously we don't do honorable mentions for the tight ends, but I will shout out Jared Cook with a dope catch one-handed back of the end zone. Was it one-handed? It wasn't one-handed, but he snatched it from the defender, and it was a dope catch in the back of the end zone. Uh, but, Greg, what would you make of some of these stud tight end performances? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely a good day from him. Um, and, yeah, a good day from Hawkinson, of course. I can know I could always slide him in at my tight end and, and get money because you know, I know he's going to give me at least 10 points. Uh, and, yeah, of course, uh, when we think Cole Komet has got it, Jimmy Graham comes right back and scores. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, Cole Komet still did have the targets. Yep. Uh, you know, led the way in yards. Uh, Jimmy Graham just, you know, that touchdown variance. I mean, when you get down to the red zone. Jimmy Graham and time. you look around and you <laughs> see somebody standing there 6-7, I'm probably going to throw him the ball too. Yep. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Graham continuing to get it done in the red zone. Uh, but the Jags, man, at the tight end position. Uh, Hunter Henry. Is that – you willing to Hunter Henry this week five point seven? Oh yeah, 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 nah, yeah. He he didn't come through. Um, I mean, got seven point one points in half one PPR. It's like not bad for tight end. <laughs> no, was it seven point one and half? Yeah, was it? Oh man, all right. Maybe I just wanted him to be worse than he was. Six Actually, I really, and I really don't. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no, actually, no, sorry. I think this was my botched, um, yeah, no, Hunter Henry deserves to be a Jag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Ebron, my start of the week, he was a Jag as well. I think he also wasn't as high profile as uh, Deontay Johnson's, but he also got a little benched as well. Yeah, he's he's been dropping the ball lately too. He's been dropping the ball. Vance McDonald seemed to get a a lot of run yesterday. Um. So he was somebody that didn't come through. Uh, Gronk did catch a touchdown, but one catch for two yards is not what you were expecting from Gronk. Uh, and I think that's really it. Dallas Goddard, I mean, Philadelphia tight end, Philadelphia pass game, I was kind of avoiding, but Dallas Goddard, you know, it's four for 43. Maybe that's a sign that he's not uh, somebody that we should count on going forward with the. Uh, this new Philadelphia offense. And then Jordan Aikens will continuing to uh, not play well. Yeah. Um, Any other tight ends that broke your heart, Greg, this week? Um, No. Nah, no, nah, I mean, no fan got hurt early, which hurt. So that's about it. And Evan Ingram being yeah. oh. uh, kind of the story of his season uh, up and down. But that's because of the Giants yeah. offense in general. All right, well, um, moving on to some injuries, man. Matthew Stafford dealing with a rib rib issue. He's doubtful for Week 15, so if you're streaming, uh, he probably should not be on your radar if you're in two quarterback leagues. Um, definitely going to have to make an ad there, maybe go after Chase Daniel if, if there's no other quarterbacks, but obviously we're going to get to the waivers in a little bit. Uh, Ronald Jones apparently may have fractured his pinky on Sunday. Um so seems like he could play, but it could be an issue going forward. We did see him get to that 20-touch number, uh, close to it, that Bruce Arians promised us. Uh, we saw Leonard Fournette be a healthy scratch, which was nice if you roster Ronald Jones. But um, this is definitely something to watch going forward. Uh, Mike Williams, he injured his back, uh, left the game on the opening drive. So uh, that was tough if you took the shot on him against Atlanta. And then Devontae Parker and Jakeem Grant both got injured in week 14, which, uh, you know, in, in which led to some extended run for uh, rookie Lynn Bowden Jr., who I'm sure we might talk about today. Um, but then in non-injury related news, Gardner Minshew, he is back in the starting lineup. So hopefully the Jags can get a win uh, and hopefully allow the Jets to maybe potentially 
um, if they feel like it, win a game so that they don't have to lose Trevor. But honestly, they probably won't win a game. So, um, Greg, on to these waivers, man. It's week 15, semifinals. What are we doing? Which running backs are we going after to help lead us to a chip if they even exist at on the waiver wire at this yeah point. man I, I don't know they don't it's basically running back and that's all i got is really tony pollard at 21 percent rostered uh before you know the playoff start i told you to go get him because <laughs> if zeke is 99 percent rostered he should be 99 percent rostered but now with 13 touches uh he's still still risky because he is the clear number two but it's definitely interesting to see as a speculative uh, waiver ad to get to see what he's going to do next week if you need a, a desperation start at, at running back say you were a guy that had both Antonio Gibson and Miles Gaskin on your team um, and you didn't get Jaden McKissick um, maybe he can be that guy but that's that's really about it it's it's a uh, closing time and then unless you got someone that's going to give you some really good value uh, these running backs are not going to on the waiver are not going to help you yeah man definitely um I mean, unless J.D. McKissick is somehow still out there. Um, you know, somebody that does interest me. And hear, hear me out. Maybe I'm crazy. Talk me off the ledge if you need to, Greg. <laughs> but Jeff Wilson? No, nah, I'm with you on that. Um, I think because of the fact that he's always going to be used in the red zone, he's definitely going to get at least three or four red zone carries. Um I, you know, we mentioned that he's kind of a, a low-end RB2, uh, top 30 running back. But I think he could be a guy also. Um, I would, if you're desperate, he's a start too. Uh, you, more likely, he could get a touchdown because um, the red zone carries are definitely going to be there. All right. Well, let me just throw one more thing out there when I say Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson against Dallas this week. Yeah, uh, like that. I mean, he's going to get over – he's got over 11 carries or 10 carries since he's pretty much been back. Uh, you know, I would hope that he's going to get uh, close to that number again. And got Dallas, they'll probably be in favorable game script too. So that definitely helps for uh, closing time. Yeah, and Dallas has been one of the, the league's worst run defenses. Uh, and you know Kyle Shanahan, uh, he will find a way to expose that weakness. And uh, no Debo Samuel, too, so that should, you know, be an increase in some of this workload for some of these running backs here as well. Um, all right, man, so moving on to these wide receivers, man, I, and I know I switch up this order on you every week. got to keep you on your toes, though, but which wide receivers are going to potentially lead us into uh, this finals of these uh, fantasy playoffs? Uh, for for 12-team leagues, you know, for more shallow leagues, I think Russell Gage uh, at 11%. Um, five for seven, you know, 82 yards. He's this is five straight games, uh, with at least five targets. Uh, he had a season high with 12 in that span. I think for full point PPR leagues, uh, I think he's a guy you know that you could use uh, to give you a nice safe floor. Um, especially with Julio being banged up. Um, Matt Ryan is going to throw to him. Uh, he's going to be targeted. Uh, so he he'll be safe to give you that value. Uh, Kiki QT. I'm gonna mention him again. He did score a touchdown. Uh, only had three targets, but he has the matchup with Indy coming again, um, which he did have eight for nine targets and 141 yards. Um, and I think Deshaun still wants to keep him involved. He did score a touchdown, so he's in play. Uh, and then other than that, MVS, uh, I think, could be in play because, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers still flinging it everywhere. He's going to need to have a second receiver to, to, to rely on. He had six for six targets and 85 yards. Uh, he's only 20% rostered, um, so he maybe be a, a last-minute guy if you need to, to play and uh, start because uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be in some high-scoring games. Um, but in, in deeper leagues, uh, the three guys I got are, you know, K.J. Hamler, um, two touchdowns, oh, only had three targets, but uh, got the deep target value and uh, the exciting plays. So yeah, he's got to be intrigued in deeper leagues. Uh, Lynn Bowden Juder as well. Um, Kai, let, let you know, talk about a guy probably for maybe for 2021 that could have some some second year leap or some good value. Um, so he can be playable in deeper leagues as well if you need a receiver, uh, especially if you were a guy that had one of those Miami receivers, uh, Devontae Parker and uh, Tyron Johnson with the injury to Mike Williams. Uh, he's 0% rostered, but uh, he's definitely out there. Mike Williams probably filling for him. Um, well, also Keenan Allen got a little banged up, so he he be used down the line and down the stretch. Yeah, so 
uh, of those guys, Lim Bowden actually intrigues me a ton. And here's why. Uh, he has positional, first off on Yahoo, and I know on Sleeper, depending on what uh, platform you play on, he has dual running back wide receiver eligibility. So you can play him in either one of those spots. Mm-hmm. Um, the second reason why I like him is because he was a versatile player coming out of college, uh, was a, a slot receiver, wildcat quarterback, also played some running back. So with Miles Gaskin going down, uh, obviously due to COVID, um, maybe there's a world where they get him involved in the run game a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, they that happened very late on Saturday. There's not enough time to get you know, maybe get all that stuff into your game plan, but maybe that's something that we see going forward. So I'm not saying to start him, you know, pick him up, start him, but I would at least pick him up, stash him, or maybe even if you need to start him, start him because that volume was there and he had volume the week before four for 41 this week at seven for 82 or whatever it was. So he's somebody that I think in PPR leagues, especially um, where if you hurt, if you're hurting at running back, uh, he's not the worst person to take a shot on as an RB2 for a week. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, man. What about the uh, quarterback position? So, you know, p- possibly a, a potentially big streaming week this week. I mean, it's week 15, so everything we do this week is magnified. Uh, yeah. We're playing the same game. Yeah. But what quarterbacks <laughs> are we looking for uh, potentially in this week? Uh, definitely Phillip Rivers. He's at 41% rostered, uh, climbing a little bit, but he's still the number one guy. He's been on fire of late as far as being consistency. Fourth straight multi-touchdown game, uh, close to 250 yards again on Sunday. Um, again, I keep mentioning it. I got the matchup against Houston next week, who Mitch Trubisky just lit up for three touchdowns. So uh, continue to let Rivers take you to those fantasy championships. Uh, speaking of Mitch Trubisky, He's got to be also intriguing uh, next week against Minnesota. Uh, he's 11% rostered, but he's coming off his best game in a while, uh, 24 for 33, the 267 and three touchdowns. Um, solid matchup against Minnesota. I think he could provide some borderline QB1 value. I mean, it's still risky because it is Mitchell Trubisky, but I think he the passing volume will be there. And then Jalen Hurts, of course. Uh, can't spell Trubisky without risky. Yep, yeah, can't spell Trubisky without risky. Uh, and then, yeah, Jalen Hurts versus Arizona. 17% rostered, um, 17 for 30, the 167 in a touch, but then the 18 carries and the 106. That's like the heart on my eyes emojis. Got to look at that right there. Got the Taysom Hill-like performance. Definitely playing. Definitely play in next week against Arizona. Um, don't let Arizona's defensive performance fool you. Uh, you know, the Giants were just not playing at all. Um, so, yeah, second most rushing yards uh, from a QB debut. Um, this is second behind Lamar Jackson, so that's what's up. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, Jalen Hurts is somebody we definitely, again, have to add. Yes, sir. Have to go get. Yeah. Even if even if you're playing defense, even if your if your opponent needs a quarterback, I'm picking up Jalen Hurts so they don't pick him up. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, um, stuff like that, man. Um, all right, man. What about these uh, tight ends? I know it. I, I mean, I feel bad even asking you to recommend one of these <sighs> guys. It's to tough. I mean, what are we doing? Or Irv Smith Jr. at 6% rostered uh, roster ship, especially if Kyle Rudolph is going to continue to be banged up. Uh, he definitely is a popular streaming option uh, for this week and, and down the season for the semi semis and finals. And then Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold uh, has been used lately a lot we, uh, recently, um, you know, getting five, four targets, uh, scored a touchdown this week with a great catch in the back of the end zone. Um, and thank you, know, Kyler Murray uh, is Gonna have to throw it to someone else too besides D Hop, uh, and you know it's gonna be a mix between either Christian Kirk, maybe sometimes, but Dan Arnold's again involved, and he's gonna think he could be playable. Yeah, Dan Arnold scares me because of the touchdown variance, but at this point, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm gonna chase the dragon with with Dan Arnold if I have to. Uh, I mean, that's what we're doing with any tight end. This it feels like. I mean, I would still go back to Cole Komet. That's that'd be my guy. Um, just because the targets, the the routes, the routes are there, the target volume will be there, uh, and he's a you know a talented second round pick uh, with pedigree. So I think at one point that should take over. But um, yeah, man, this again, 
tight end position. It's a crapshoot. Um, all right, man. Well, that is all we got for waivers. Uh, hopefully, I come in on Thursday. Uh, well, for the Thursday night preview, a happy man uh, who got 30.76 full uh, full PPR points from Mark Andrews and uh, Lamar Jackson combined. And, um, yeah, and I'll be happy. And, you know, all will be right in the world. And if not, I'll just be tilting from now until then. So, uh, everyone, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Well, hopefully you're still in the playoffs, and hopefully we can help you get these chips because uh, nothing would make us happier than helping all you out there achieve your fantasy football championship and be league winners. Uh, so hopefully we can continue to do that for you. If you could please rate, review the podcast, that'd be fantastic. And then if you go go ahead and follow us on social media, follow the show at FF Diagnostics on Twitter and Instagram. You could follow uh, Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, everybody. Catch you on Wednesday for the Thursday Night Football Preview. And we are out. Yeah.